Hello punters and welcome to the Leg Up Australia. We've got a special edition, Hong Kong counterpart over Scott, Adam Campton. Welcome mate, how are you? G'day mates, good to be on the podcast. Mate, you look pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting oh. on your brightest jumper for me as well, so I wouldn't miss you. I thought I'd brighten up the mood with this lovely, uh, I don't even know what you'd call it, I think it's like a coral red jumper. Yeah, definitely put my, coral red. Are you in isolation active. over there in Hong nah, Kong? No, 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 we're not. Um, no, but I'm just, I am working from home at the moment, so uh, this is my home I am in at the moment, and uh, yeah. hopefully the bright, uh, the nice bright jumper brightens up the mood. So yeah, mate, it is. It's like a little bit of sunshine in all our in all our lives, mate. You've um you've done a fair bit for you've helped us out quite a bit on the page. Um, obviously, uh, there's a friendship that goes back a long time with all the boys on the leg up. Um, so. Tell us what you're doing over there in Hong Kong and, and, you know, kind of your a bit of – tell us what you do first and then yep. we'll get a bit of background on, on you and this industry. Uh, so I'd come over here two, just over two and a half years ago, obviously a Sydney boy from Australia. Um, now live here in Happy Valley. I work for the Hong Kong Jockey Club. I uh, look after young members and young owners. Um, custom uh, and wagering segment. Um, so – Obviously, my main job is to, yes, look after our owners and members, but uh, I do do a lot of social media. Um, I also do form and tips. Um, I do interviews as well. So doing a little bit of everything at the moment and uh, definitely enjoy the role. And um, I did know a little bit about Hong Kong before I came here and I always followed the racing. But since I've obviously come here now, I, I do. I love the racing. I do love Hong Kong as a city. It's a beautiful place. Um, it is tough at the moment, um, and it's a bit tough to miss your family that you can't get home and see them, but uh, the whole world is going through that at the moment, and um, hopefully it all passes soon. Yeah, mate, well said. Well said. It's a fucking crazy time. So uh, give everyone kind of your background into the industry, what you're doing previously. I So young boy, obviously, when I was younger, dad was a jockey and a horse trainer. My grandfather was a jockey. Uncle was a jockey. Stepbrother was a jockey. Um, growing up as a kid, I didn't really like racing, um, just because it was, uh, everything was racing. Dad was, uh, always out of the house, always at the track doing something. So, uh, as a young fella, I wasn't too into that. I love my sport. I obviously loved cricket and rugby league the most. Um, but as I got older, went through school, cricket and rugby league were always my favorite, but I think I hit about 13, 14 and, um, I followed racing a lot more. I was uh, always very close to um, Corey Brown as a jockey because he was an apprentice to my old man. So I always used to go to the races with him. And as I got older, I obviously understood the game a lot more. And uh, I just fell in love with it. I remember like sitting in school and having a best bets in between like my mass book and stuff like that. And it was just all about racing back then. And um, oh, yeah, I th- once the bug hit me, it was just all racing. I then uh, I started jockey management as well there went and worked for Darley back then for under Peter Snowden um I did that about eight months but it was really tough as I still worked at the pub for a bit uh played footy and cricket but probably I wasn't 100% committed to the racing at that point when you're getting up at 2:45 every morning you uh need to be 100% committed otherwise uh it's just not going to work so yeah. I think in that time I worked there in eight months, I had about three or four car crashes and uh, <laughs> I remember one of the one of the bosses came up to me and said, mate, maybe go and continue playing footy and um, 
cricket for the time being and then come back a little bit later on. So I ended up leaving a couple of months later and I went back and worked for the pub for a bit and I then became a racing manager for Timmy Martin in Sydney. I did that for a, a year and a half, yeah. uh, continued managing jockeys, which uh, I didn't really enjoy managing jockeys. That was a <laughs> tough job. Uh, whinging jockeys getting the rides and then you uh, have to ring up on a Sunday morning when, of course, they can't make the wait for the next week copying abuse off trainers which uh <laughs> it's not ideal so then i did that and then um i think the one thing that probably got me to where i am today was going and working under mark morrissey at bet choice back then now unibet yep. um pretty much taught me uh, as a young guy you obviously think yeah you know so much about racing but uh it's not until i worked under a bookmaker and uh he taught me a lot a very smart man and uh I guess I uh, worked there for, geez, I worked there for five and a bit years. So time went quick and then I obviously I'm here now. I've heard a lot of good things about the bloke at Unibet. Um, so he started, what was it, Bet Choice and then. Did yeah, him, he and up... Colin, him and Colin Tidy. Colin Tidy was a, uh, Colin Tidy passed away not long ago. Um, An incredible bookmaker who would take on anyone, a very well respected man. Uh, him and Mark obviously teamed up. Mark was a mathematical genius, not just a mathematical genius. You'd ask uh, Mark anything about I don't know, science or, or you know carpentry, anything animals. He would know it. He was a very very smart yeah. man. Read read a lot, um, but he was a feared bookmaker who just he didn't care who you were. He'd take you on. But at the same time, he was a, he did took everyone on. But he was a very smart man at the same time, and that's how yeah. he made his money and. Then obviously sold uh, the company to Unibet, continued to work under Unibet for a few years, and um, I've got no idea what Mark does now, but uh, I'm sure Mark would be living a very happy life. Yeah, mate, there's a few blokes like that floating around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as soon as they hit that cash, you don't see him again. You might pop yeah. up, see him at a carnival or something like that. Always good to have a beer with, but... No, thanks for that. Look, we've shared your tips. You don't actually work for us or anything like that. We share your tips, and, um, mate, we do... Obviously, we've had uh, all our sports shut down over here. We've had a lot more focus on the racing. We've had numbers on all our podcasts, everything on the page. All the numbers are going through because everyone wants to know more about racing and, and everyone that's in the racing is betting everywhere now, hence why we're trying to get some winners in Hong Kong on Sunday. Um, look, I, I want to ask you about the two main races. There's two Group 2s. We've got the Chairman's Trophy and the Sprint Cup um we might start with the chairman's trophy and then i'll get you to give me basically your best bet for the day and a value if you've got one for us chairman's trophy start. so your group two 1600 meters um beauty generations in it he won it last year where are we going beauty generation obviously eight time group one winner the champ former australian galloper um He's been our champion horse here for the past few seasons, an incredible animal, uh, has been very, very well looked after by his trainer, John Moore. Um, Zach and the horse get along so well. Um, he is starting to come to the end of his career a little bit. Um, in saying that, he did win back to his best over 1,400 metres last start in a group one, so he is coming off some good form. Um, he's he's getting older, um, and he has he's not a horse that, you know, he, he doesn't just win his races. He poleaxes his uh, opposition in by the way of going forward and then continue to go at a quick pace it's it's not easy for horses to do and he's continued to do that on hard tracks over here which 
it does take its toll. He's a, he's a heavy horse. He's a beautiful horse. But um, we've got the young gun coming through the ranks, uh, a horse that um, I had uh, a little wager on to win the derby last year, and he uh, didn't get the best of rides. He got back to last and flashed home in Waikuku. He's now a five-year-old. He won his group one last start, John Size, Joe Moreira. Um, I think a special, special horse on the rise. And I don't like riding off champions. Um, I always respect champions, but I think this horse is, he's a fresh horse on the scene. He's a young horse, fresh legs. Um, I think he's a special horse. He's two recent trials. He has had a little recent break since his last start effort, but yep. he's had two recent trials to keep him ticking over. He's drawn perfectly. He will sit just behind the speed. Uh, Beauty Generation will lead, and he will give you a, Big, big kick at the top of the straight. But I think it's uh, Waikuku's turn to um, beat Beauty Generation once again. And then, obviously, they will then go into the the mile on um, Champions Day, which is on the 26th later in the month. But, uh, yeah, definitely Waikuku for me in the first of the Group 2 races. Now, Joe Marrera has been on fire. I think he had a couple on Wednesday, but I think he rode five of the ten uh, last Sunday. Uh, including a, I think that last one in race ten was a nineteen dollar shot over here. So he's in, yeah, so he is on fire. So okay, white cuckoo. So we're taking Marrera there. Now there's one down the bottom. Now the name has got me. It may have a few of my shekels on it. Tell me about Fat Turtle. It's one of the best names I've seen for a horse. Frankie Law. He's a. Oh, the turtles loved over here, obviously, because of his name. Former uh, New South Wales galloper. Um, yeah, right. He's probably he's not up. To, he's not probably. He's definitely not up to these two up the top. But in saying that, he was much better last start. He's a tough, consistent horse. Frankie's done a good job with him. Um, he's a yeah. He's definitely a horse that attracts a lot of the punters' names because of the um, because of his name. Um, but I'd be shocked if he was going to run past <laughs> Waikuku or Beauty Generation. Um, but if he did, I think there'd be a few fat hunters getting aboard. Yeah, I'll be one of them. No, <laughs> look, I do I do like Waikuku. Watching Marrera, watched the full card last Sunday. Um, yeah, mate, I, I think you've got two gun horses, absolute champ of Beauty Generation going against Waikuku. Like you said, a five-year-old kind of, not an up-and-coming, it's kind of already arrived. And, and, and with Marrera in the saddle, I think it's going to be... An absolute beauty. So we're with Waikiku. Probably the five-year-olds over here, they come from other jurisdictions being bought from normally, like yeah. these big group run races that have come from overseas. So they've, they haven't had as many runs as you would get as an Australian horse that's a five-year-old, like, you know, two, three, four, five, and they've had their prep. So um, he's a young horse. He's fresh, fresh legs. There's obviously not as many races here as there is in Australia. So... Um, he's definitely a fresh horse and he's been well looked after. If there's one that the punters want to have, you know, if they're not into the two shorties, Flying Thunder is a very, very talented horse. Yeah. Um, he's had a couple of setbacks, almost down the bottom. Frankie Law. Um, if they did go hard, something pestered Beauty Generation, I would not be totally shocked if this horse flashed home over the top, um, you know, maybe second yeah. in third. And it, it would not shock me if he won. $51 shot over here. Karis yeah, Teeton is the jockey? Yep. Uh, yep, he's uh, he's ridden the horse before. Um, the horse last season burst onto the scene. He won a group three, group two race, and uh, he won like a serious animal. But um, he sort of hasn't been the same horse. But never yep. mind his last run. Uh, $51, I think he could, you know, you'd probably get bigger on the day. So I think he could run a cheeky race. Yeah, beauty. 
Beauty. All right, mate, let's head to the Sprint Cup. We have um, Fiero is our current favourite. Um, John Moore, Zach Purton, what are you thinking? Uh, superstar. I think he's the best horse in the world if he does come back to prove himself. Um, I remember seeing this horse before he had a race start. I seen him at the track work. Uh, he's a big, beautiful beast. He's a big chestnut, um, gorgeous horse. Um, he has all the ability in the world. Um, he probably has been rushed a bit being a young horse. You know, they tried to get into the group one in December in the international. He wasn't up to him. Uh, but in saying that, they did find uh, a couple of issues out of that race. So I think his effort to run third in that race um, was a huge effort. He's had a recent break. Um, he hasn't run since that race. He gets 119 in his back. Um, his recent trial was outstanding. Um, if he goes forward, yep. And they leave him alone. Good luck catching him. I reckon he'll win by three or four. Yeah, right. Okay. But I, I wouldn't be. I don't know what price they are in Australia. I haven't really looked, but he'd probably be what around dollar seventy, dollar eighty. Yeah, dollar sixty at the moment. Well, um, that's 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 under the odds. He he doesn't. I don't know who's setting them prices, but you probably should give him a little bit of a wind out. He's a young horse on the scene. He's taken on horses like Hot Pink Prawn, uh, Mister Stunning, who's a horse that we can't forget about. Um, and then we've got Thanks Forever, who was enormous last start for John Moore. So yep. these horses have had their runs. This horse is first up off a couple of issues. Um, I'd be very shocked if this horse went around $1.60 on the day. I think he'll get out. Um, and if he does get out, um, hopefully the leg up punters have a yeah. little something on him. All right. We're recording this Friday yeah. afternoon. We'll have this up probably we'll have this available earlier on the podcast things like that but we'll actually pop this video up sunday morning so we'll see what the price is at at that stage um Thero Purton, yeah it's it's looking good isn't it yeah he's 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 just he's a special horse i i don't think that I, if he produces his best there's no sprinter in the world that can get near this horse yeah okay yeah that's that's a pretty big wrap. All right, mate. Well, um, they're the two mainies. Give us your best bet and value bet for the TLU punters out there. Where where else are we heading? Uh, obviously, Thero is one of my best bets. Um, yeah. Hopefully, he gets out to you know, 240 or 250 or something like that. But race four, yeah. number five, Kaying, excellent. Zach's on board, 1,400 metres to, uh, on Sunday, 1,400 metres last start. Blake Shin rode him. He was beaten by a promising horse in the name of Janu Park. He ran second. He looked yeah. home. I don't know. I still don't know how he got beat. But Zach gets on. Barrier one. Tony Cruz. Horses rock hard fit. Finds a okay race. Winnable race. Uh, I think he'll get the job done. Hopefully he's not under the odds. But um, I think definitely if he produces what he did last start again on Sunday, he'll be winning that race. Did you say number five? Yeah. Car Ying excellent. Yeah, Kai Ying, excellent. Um, I haven't quite got a yeah, price young, on it as yet, so the market. No, there won't. Like, no. I don't think there'd be any prices, but um, I'm tipping he'd be a favourite, hopefully around the two eighty three dollar mark. Yeah, um, okay. I think I just think his last start effort was good. Um, he's always shown nice ability. Um, Tony Cruz has a good opinion of the horse. Uh, I hope. I hope. They back number two, Joe, John Size and Joe Marrera as Chairman Lowe, um, yeah. which they normally do um, because I don't think he can win. So um, hopefully they have something that they back him and, you know, Kay excellent gets out a little bit. Um, so I know we've been talking about, we've been giving Marrera a bit of a pump up as I am quite a big fan, but Zach Purton, um, so far, I think the month of March, he had 20 winners. 20 winners. 
Like yeah. he is in sensational form. Twenty winners, seventy-seven rides. Um, he's, I think, one of the most gifted jockeys in the world. Incredible jockey, very dedicated. Does a lot of his form. Of course, Joe's a freak, but yeah. Joe can ride those light, light weights, which gives him a lot more opportunities. Um, when say Zach rides those horses, you know, that go from say class four to class three. They rise, drop a lot in the weights when they get in those tougher company races. So Joe right, gets on board yeah. those horses when they can ride the 115, where Zach's minimum is pretty much 121, 19. He can't get down to ride those horses. Joe can ride 114, 113 sort of that time. So he does get um, a lot more opportunities. And I, I think Zach, to, Zach was about 12 or 13 behind Joe not long ago. Uh, to, be, to get back to where he is, um, I still think Zach will win the premiership and uh, make it yeah, okay. on the bounce. Yeah, well, mate, and you're kind of looking for that name. Towards on... my uh, fellow Aussie. Yeah, and I think you, you guys have got quite a good friendship over there. Yeah, kind yeah, no, he's a, he's, a, he's a good mate. So, uh, no, he's a, known Zach for a long time. He's uh, definitely matured since he was a young fella. So, um, But, no, he's got the world at his feet. He's one of the best in the world. So um, it'll be a good challenge and it'll be a good fun congregation too, another ding-dong battle between two freakish jockeys. Yeah, absolutely, mate. He's um, he is absolutely flying. So, all right, mate. Have you got have you got a value bet for the punters? Is it's a t- it's a tough car for value because it does look one of those days um, where I think a lot of the favourites will get the cash. Um, That's not what we want to hear. I'm going to take I'm going to take a little gamble on a horse that I have been having something each way on its last few starts. It hasn't had much luck. Uh, Ella Gear, race nine, number nine, Me Choi, Grant Vanderkirk. Horse had no luck whatsoever last start. He is yep. going to be up against a red hot favourite, Ping High Bravo, Joe Marrera, John Size. He'll probably be a dollar sixty, dollar seventy. Was good last start, but he is a bit one paced. Um, he's still going through his grades. He's still got a lot to learn. Um, he was a bit fat last start, so he's obviously going to take a lot of improvement. He's a, he's a good horse. But I think Elegir is ready to win. He's down in the ratings now. He's got a lightweight on his back, barrier five. I think if they go a little bit fast up top, uh, I think he'll get to the outside and he'll rattle home. Grant Vanderkirk for the Australian punters who don't really know him, South African jockey who has come over here and is airborne. Um, needs to stay out of the stewards' room because he does get suspended a lot. Um, but um, horses run for him. He's got a great set of hands. Um, he's flying at the moment. So um, hopefully... It can run a race for us at the big odds. So what do you reckon we're looking at if it does? We haven't got a price over here at the moment, but are we kind of talking 20s? I'd say, yeah. It is a bit of a horse they have been missing in the market. Uh, yeah. 50s or something last start where he had no right. luck at all. He definitely should have run a place but just got held up. Um, I'd say, yeah, between, you know, I would probably around 15 to 1, 20 to 1. Um, anything over, I'd be saying um, – you know, go a little bit hard in the place and then have something to win on it as well. Mate, we're going to smash it. <laughs> <laughs> the 20s into $1.80 from the Australian. Yeah, from the leg up punters. Mate, thanks thanks for doing this. I know, I mean, I know you got a bit on. Um, it's good to kind of hear, you know, something a little bit. A lot of people are betting very far and wide at the moment. We've got a lot of people talking about... Belarusian Premier League and esports and fucking all sorts of stuff. So I really appreciate you taking the time and, and giving some of our punters a bit of insight on 
kind of what goes on over there in Hong Kong. Um, and also, next time they see your face pop up on the page, and, and also head over, look up Adam Campton on the Facebook, um, like his page, because uh, obviously you'll get his videos and his tips as well, which are the ones we share. Um, but, yeah, next time kind of your face pops up on the page, they can kind of say, yeah, okay, I see where he comes from. I know he's part of the Hong Kong Jock Club over there and, and what he does. So I appreciate you um, you talking to the punters, mate. No, no worries at all. It's uh, probably a big opportunity for Hong Kong racing to get more fans than they already have at the moment because uh, I have even looked on Twitter and social media lately and a lot of people are talking about Hong Kong racing as it's, you know, a few, so many jurisdictions in the world at the moment who will continue to race. So, and it is good on a Sunday afternoon when uh, you're having a couple of lagers or a yep. palmy at home these days. Yeah. Um, it's good to you know flick on the channel and um, not just watch great jockeys and trainers, but there's all, there's a lot of uh, quality horse flesh over here at the moment. And it's just after the derby where we've seen Golden Sixty, obviously a superstar in the rise. It now comes into our older horses, time for them to step up and. Uh, Show the world uh, how good they are. Yeah, and mate, it, it, it's actually really easy to access it over here as well. We've got racing.com, which is a free-to-air or it's a digital channel that everyone has. Anyway, I think it's 68 or 78 on your TV um, at home, so anyone can watch it. Um, before we, I let you go, what are – so obviously you said that after this week it's leading up to what, – what are the next big races up there? Uh, well, we've got the – the big next major big races is obviously the Champions Day, Sunday the 26th. Three group ones. Uh, staying race, got the 16, got the 12. Um, these horses, obviously, um, we'll probably continue to talk about Ethero, Beauty Generation, and Waikuku again, but then you've got yeah. Exultant, uh, who will go around, who's one of our best stays in Hong Kong. Um, it looks his race. Um, but, yeah, 26th Sunday, that's going to be a huge day. And, um it does have the three group ones, but it's also tracks on the undercard. There's some very nice young horses that a lot of the trainers do target those races. So it'll be a big day of racing. Um, but obviously keep your eyes on Sunday because they're, they're the massive lead up races. Um, but um, also if a couple of horses do flop on Sunday, you've got to remember it's not their grand final. So they still have what, three or so weeks till yeah, three weeks. their big day. So um, a lot of horses will improve going into champions day. All right. Well, look, if, if if possible, we'd love to get you back on to go through the card then, um, yep. get your tips, and and then yeah, hopefully we get a few winners this weekend. Be good to know that that they're you know there's something more they're aiming at in three weeks' time. So uh, yeah, we'll have a bit of a chat in three and a bit weeks. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Hope uh, hope everyone puts on a clinic tomorrow and Sunday. Now for our next chat, are you going to go brighter jumper or are you going to just tone it down a little bit? Might even wear a suit for you or something, Sam. Oh, as I know, you're very as, it, as I know, uh, the leg up boys are very formal people. So, we are. We're very yes, flashy, are. mate. We appreciate that. I do, I do that. realize that. I can see yeah, right now a... you got red. So yeah, does this jump? Yeah, I've just jumped out of the shower. I was rushing around getting the kid fed, mate. We've got lots going on here. When you're home, you're home, and that's yeah. what I've found the last couple of days when it comes to working from home. You get stuff all worked on. Right? <laughs> especially with an eight-month-old that knows your home and wants the attention. So, want to work. Exactly. Mate, I do appreciate your time. We will talk in the coming weeks. We'll share this on the Facebook page. Like I said, head over, look up Adam Campton, give him a follow on Facebook, and, um, yeah, we'll chat in the next couple of weeks. Thanks, lads, and uh, thank you, Sammy. Good luck. All right, brother. Bye.
This the crazy shit in the club.